This episode is sponsored by BATH. BATH stands for the Blockchain Acceleration Foundation, and they are a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to accelerating the development and adoption of Web3. BATH hosts networking and educational meetups and supports blockchain clubs at universities worldwide. BATH's sponsors and supporters include NIR and the Algorand Foundation, who help BATH launch more educational activities. To learn more, follow the Blockchain Acceleration Foundation on Twitter. When you think of trade schools, you probably think of blacksmiths or heavy machinery operators. And at Uni, we set out to change this. Uni is helping teachers build modern trade schools by connecting them with employers through our project-based, always live course library. If you want to learn more about building your own trade school for the jobs of tomorrow, contact us at uniapp.xyz. So super happy to have you on here for this Twitter space. And again, huge thanks to BAF for organizing this. Um, I mean, I'll kind of just dive right into it. I mean, this entire Web3 space is really big. And a lot of people have gotten into this, you know, this wormhole of the Web3 space in many different ways. Can you just tell us a little bit about your background and how you really just fell into this rabbit hole? Yes, sir. Um, well, um, you started off, like I guess, like everybody just... Uh, um, you know, buy, buying some tokens uh, and then like, you know, learning about them, I guess, later on. Um, my, my, I guess my haha moment was um, I studied economics. Uh, um, and, uh, you know, economics is a bunch of like made up, um, you know, models uh, uh, with like, you know, random variables. And also if you, if you start, if you look into like monetary policies and like how historically we've dealt with, with money uh, and, and value overall, um, you know, it's like, uh, when I, when I heard about Bitcoin, it's like, okay, this makes sense. Like, you know, theoretically and academically. So I was just interested in that. Um, and then, and that was back in Italy. I'm, I'm Italian originally. Um, and then I moved to the United States actually to go to UCI. And that's how, you know, I really started to like get involved. I went to like a, a few meetups back in Milan, but like, you know, the community was, was not really there to be honest. Uh, but when I moved to the U.S., and again, that's why, you know, I said, like, blockchain at UCI, um, it was great for me because, like, I saw this, like, thriving community of students and, like, industry people coming uh, together and just, like, willing to educate each other. Uh, it was kind of, like, back in, like, pure times where, like, you know, it wasn't, like, really, you know, pay-to-play. People would just, like, educate each other. Um, and it was, like, very... Um, you know, very, very, very like core, um, you know, active community. So I really like that, that side of things. Um, and then, yeah, I just got involved with clubs. Um, then I did my master UCSB. So that I got involved in, in the community there, run the club there, uh, for like a year and at the same time co-founded Bath actually. That's, uh, um, like I, I, I come from Bath actually, um, and, uh, ran it with, uh, with my friend Cameron, who's, uh, who now works at near from, um, and just got in. It was uh, back when uh, this is a previous bear market where, um, you know, nobody was, was really doing anything uh, um, and uh, there was no activity on chain pretty much. Prices fell uh, and we were trying, you know, to do education at the university level. Uh, it was very hard, but at the same time, it was, you know, a lot of like uh, real, like, you know, long term thinkers in the industry and like organizations and companies that are building for, for the long term. Uh, acknowledge what we were doing um also because like we were, you know really we put in a lot of work um and that's what really i guess like as a suggestion to everybody is like you gotta you gotta put in the work at first especially in this industry because there's a lot of opportunities uh, um you just gotta gotta go after them i guess um yeah so we built and scale buff and it was uh uh pretty pretty great 
Um, and then, you know, I just started working with, with Algorand um, and, uh, you know, I really, really like the people, really, really like the tech. Um, and uh, yeah, then uh, then I joined and, uh, you know, after, after a few months, uh, we, you know, we, we got a new CEO, we reprioritized verticals and, you know, strategy and overall. And I mean, gaming has always been a passion of mine and just like being a gamer ever since. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's, you know, but when we you know two passions come together uh, and you, you know, you can make a job out of it. It, it was, uh, it was great. And like, now I'm very excited with like everything that is going on in, in, in our ecosystem. Um, a lot of great projects, uh, a lot of great devs. So yeah, very, very exciting. Oh, that's actually awesome to hear. And I mean, it's, it's great that you're basically a blockchain at UCL alumni as well. Um, yes, sir. <laughs> I love that so much. That's great. So, I mean, I, I'm curious, like, how was the ecosystem back then? You said there was, it was just like mostly education. What did that look like? Was it like a bunch of meetups and stuff? Or I, I'm curious because I only kind of know a little bit about what, you know, our alumni, um, the previous founders have told us. But I'm always curious to kind of hear how past um, experiences were. Yeah, man, it was back when uh, it was like, you know, uh, like a few Costco pizzas and uh, some soda and like, you know, white paper circles. And uh, that was also back then when like a bunch of like these this layer ones were launching. Uh, there was also like a lot of bad narratives back then, back then, you know, the whole like, you know, supply chain, healthcare, whatever, and just people launching a token um just just with with the, these two like buzzwords um but you know it was uh, definitely very very exciting also because you know we, we started seeing like the first actually like real real world like application and use cases uh, uh, and actually people building application because in the previous cycle it was just about like you know the whole money narrative and the whole tokens and you know just self-custody and whatever um then the, the, that that wave when i really got involved we were starting like we started talking about like applications uh, and whatnot uh, um and it was way more inclusive i gotta say um i was at consensus uh, a few weeks back and like great conference not not as many people as last year i guess it makes sense for for the bear market uh but the, the fact that struggle is like a like a, a ticket is was like several hundred dollars and it's like that's that's that doesn't make the the industry very accessible right um so that's uh i guess uh, you know we grew so and scale as an industry so that makes sense uh but back back then it was like you know free conferences especially for students and whatnot uh you know free tickets uh always like you know educational meetups uh, um just people coming together and sharing ideas and it was also way less tribal because like everybody was still like figuring out where, where everything was going um i feel like now we're a very more 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 tribalistic uh, scenario um but yeah so that's uh, i guess like what, what i can share and uh, it was exciting times that's pretty cool to hear especially uh you saying that you're an economics major uh kind of under like re rethinking of uh, value and what it means uh within like economies uh has been probably one of the most interesting things to come out of crypto but transitioning or how did you transition from uh <laughs> economics and that kind of a uh, value in crypto to something as niche as web3 gaming oh man great question actually and this uh, you bring up a great point uh, um actually you know the 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 real uh, um you know sweet spot for for the intersection between you know um web3 and gaming uh, um is actually around economics and like value 
um, especially when we talk about like uh, in-game economies, um, you want to make sure like these are like complex systems to design. Uh, it's not just like, oh, you do an ICO and 20% goes to the founder, 15 to the investors and whatnot. Uh, and then the rest, we either drop to the community or other things like that. Like you got to think in like in the long term and you got to think in terms of like, um, you know, adrenaline loopholes, like how do you keep people engaged? How do you keep people retained uh, within a certain game, right? So, um, and also like this, then this is like in the, in, in the web two space, right? They're like games that have, uh, uh, traditional games that have a lot of monetary value. Um, I was reading uh, the other day, like Roblox uh, uh, sold almost like 800 millions of their token, <laughs> uh, which is not a cryptocurrency. It's literally like in-game points. But like, that's a lot of money. So like, you know, you have to be able to like the, the profits when we transition in crypto, like we have to be able to properly design um, such such incentive structures. And that's something I geek a lot about. Uh, and what we've seen so far in the industry, I don't think it's it's really the, um, the sweet spot. Um, we've seen a lot of like failed attempts and like just bad models overall. Um, and it also goes into the, the core technology, right? Like something like game has to be like very cheap, uh, very fast. Um, we're talking about like microtransactions, um, you know, to think about like opening loot boxes, right? Um, so there, there's no way you can do something like that on like, uh, um, an infrastructure that is like slow, um, and expensive. Um, and that's why Algorand makes a lot of sense for me. Um, so in-game economy is definitely interesting. Uh, but what was that? Was that your transition? Uh, looking at, I don't know, uh, the economy on World of Warfare and reimagining uh, ownership and custody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah also, uh, I mean, I'm also like a you know, hard, very you know, the big gamer all, all my life. But also, you know, like my my job is like I'm not you know, I'm not a game developer. I'm not a publisher. My job is to make sure that like games as projects. Uh, um, on building on Algorand are successful. Um, and that's like uh, all across, you know, the industry. That's that's how, how like, you know, people working at, at this, you know, protocols uh, where we, you know, we're fostering an ecosystem. Um, and when there's like, you know, multiple projects, uh, um, you have to make sure like, you know, to, to align on the, um, on strategy and making sure that like you're attracting the, the right people and the right builders. Um, so that's, you know, I would say that's like the majority of my work um, and then assisting uh, these projects in like, uh, which is also the, the cool part where again, I geek out uh, on is like um, assisting these projects is like succeeding and like make sure like what, you know, uh, the roadmap makes sense. Uh, the, again, the economics makes sense and, and all of that stuff. It's not just about building a, a cool game. Yeah, that's that's super cool. And I mean, you touched on a lot of different points here on, you know, just not about building a cool game, it's about economy, it's about these other, you know, various different things. So, I mean, tell us a bit about Algorand itself, right? What makes Algorand so good for gaming um, in general, as opposed to other other things out there? Yes, sir. Um, so, well, as, as I said, like, uh, um, you know, as an infrastructure, it's, it's faster. Um, and cheaper, like, you know, finality, for example, is sub for seconds. Uh, it means that, like, transactions and blocks are finalized uh, within four seconds. Um, and I actually, you know, I might argue that for, for games uh, themselves, uh, this might not even be uh, good enough, right? Because um, gamers are like, I always say this, are like the, the pickiest users you can ever get. Uh, but at least, like, you know, we, we get there and definitely like, there are ways to, like, even... 
cut that on the user experience side. Um, so, you know, final, fast finality and actual finality is something that is imperative, <laughs> um, especially when you build like large scale applications, uh, which include games. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it, it's like, you know, news of the, the last couple of hours, but um, Ethereum Beacon Chain stopped uh, um, validating blocks for like, you know, I think it was an hour or so. Um, it was a problem with like one of the clients uh, and whatnot. Uh, I think they solved it. Uh, but, you know, imagine like if you build like, a, um, you know, like a AAA game um, on something like this and all of a sudden people uh, um, where you have like, you know, hundreds of millions uh, uh, of value locks uh, in this game um, and all of a sudden like you, they cannot like transact this value anymore. Um, and when I say value, you know, I mean assets in game, assets, NFTs and tokens and, and whatnot. Um, so that's one side of Algorand. Uh, the other side is, of course, like uh, how cheap it is. Um, a transaction on Algorand, a, a transaction fee on Algorand is a fraction of a penny, uh, which makes, of course, uh, um, you know, it makes it great. Not not only for games, uh, but also, as I was saying before, for like uh, uh, microtransactions, right? Uh, one of the, you know, the strongest genres in, in gaming right now is like uh, um, hybrid casual and hyper casual games, like literally games that like our parents would play. I know my mom does play them a lot. Uh, on on her phone, right? And like this is like actually like the bulk of users. Um, AAA games, sure, uh, but like some of the mid-core categories, they actually don't have like that those many users. Um, and like especially in terms of like how you can monetize out of these users. Um, so um, that's that's of course very important as as we're saying. Like it has to be cheap for everybody, and it has to be inclusive if you want to like if you want to reach uh, that scale. Uh, which is the only scale that makes sense for games, right? Um, for like web-free games, like if we're not, if you know, if we're building web-free games uh, uh, that cannot scale because the the core protocol doesn't scale, um, then it doesn't make sense. And we're very into the rabbit hole, but like for the average gamer, this this wouldn't make sense, and they would just not use the product. Um, so that's another thing. And of, and on you know, for this, just how the algorithm consensus work and how the protocol was designed. But um, you know, so far we haven't had like any downtime. Um, the blockchain has never forked, um, which is you know, even on that side, it's very important uh, because if all of a sudden you have a copy uh, of of the same asset uh, that live on two different branches of the chain then that is a problem <laughs> and it triggers to the user experience level. Um, so to me, Algorand makes a lot of sense uh, as an infrastructure on top of which building gaming games. Uh, um, so um, yeah, that, that's in a national, of course, there's much more to add to it, you know, how we do smart contracts and the SDKs we have and all of that stuff. Uh, but um, in a nutshell, and I hope I wasn't too long. Um, pulling on the thread a little bit of Algorand architecture, because Personally, this is uh, this has been one of my biggest questions, especially regarding Web three gaming. Um, so I'll, I'll ask you a multifaceted question, uh, if that's okay. Uh, the, the the first thing is obviously that if we are to imagine complete on chain settlement of all in game transactions, then obviously uh, block like blockchain like congestion and other transactions competing for block space isn't ideal. Uh, so does kind of Algorand architecture subvert that a little bit? And the sorry, the second follow-up to that is uh, AAA games who want to get on. Uh, I'll let you talk about SDKs a little bit, but for AAA uh, gaming companies that want to get on uh, learning, uh, you know, game, new languages and trying to build a game using those languages is quite difficult. So 
yeah, how does Algorand's architecture help with that as well? Uh, great question. Uh, let me start from the first one. Um, so Algorand currency uh, can process uh, uh, up to 6,000 transactions per second, um, which is fairly enough, uh, um, you know, even for micropayments or like large, uh, um, you know, a large mass of transactions. So the throughput is there. Um, and this is like actually this this uh, um, this stat was was recently upgraded thanks to like an upgrade to the protocol. Uh, so we can even improve on that side. Um, there is you know an argument to be made along like customizable uh, layer tools. I know of course that's a big narrative on Ethereum. Um, I mean it's needed on Ethereum of course uh, already now because there's no way like the current throughput of, of ETH uh, can support even like you know just if you look like an NFTs or or DeFi. Um, so even even less on, on gaming, of course. Uh, but there's also an argument to be made, even even on a, like a very very highly performing blockchain like Algorand, to be had around like uh, uh, layer twos, uh, and more in my opinion around like customizable layer twos. So like like um, layer twos that you can customize uh, for like certain needs um, and optimize for for certain like uh, use cases. Say like you want to optimize it for like um, processing like high like. Uh, um, like large batches of transactions in like uh, um, you know sub uh, sub one second, um, so that that could be an argument to be made. But as for now, Algorand already scales and is already well suited um, as as, a, as an infrastructure. Um, on the second question, oh, um, this was the second question around like the like SDKs and and just infrastructure offering. Uh, yeah, like so. Uh, I, I was trying out a personal uh, project, and I realized that uh, building a game on EVM is quite difficult. And because uh, we like we want to use Unity, and we want to use uh, we want to use what Unity offers and the Unity engine to uh, an Unreal engine to like build a game. And so it, I I don't know. I I feel like functionality with EVM chains is quite difficult. Uh, so that's what I was wondering whether I like kind of what Algorand did differently. Well, my good sir, you are in luck because we just launched uh, um, Algorand Unity SDK uh, just a couple of months ago. Um, and actually, this is a, a part of like a larger initiative that Unity launched, which they call Decentralized. So if you go on the Unity Asset Store um, and look under this Decentralized section, um, you can find the Algorand Unity SDK. Um, it's, you know, it's a full there's there's a tutorial as well uh, but it's a set of tool mainly to like leverage some of like uh, the core primitives uh, um, of algorand and plug them into your your unity game um so things you know such as like creating wallets creating tokens uh, um creating nfts and, and, and whatnot um we're you know we're iterating so we're going to be releasing more features as well and like you know um algorand has different nft standards uh, um, we were also released, like newly released Algo Kit, which is a new development uh, toolkit. Uh, overall, for like development on Algorand is not just gaming related, uh, but as we release new features, also like the, the um, Unity SDK uh, will be uh, updated. Uh, and we're also working on an Unreal SDK. Um, unfortunately, it got a little slowed down exactly because we just released new features. Um, so we had to, you know, just update. Uh, a bunch of the of the old work, but um, so yeah. To to in short, uh, um, there is an SDK there, and we actually uh, really believe in like how crucial this is, right? To again to empower um, game developers and traditional developers overall. It's like it's not just like oh we have a blockchain and it works. It's like okay, but like I'm I'm an indie game dev. Um, 
I maybe heard about Ethereum once. <laughs> um, I think Web3 is cool. How can I build on top of it though? Um, and you have to have this like uh, this sets of tool. Otherwise, it's uh, it's not going to work. So um, yeah, we're working hard on it, and I'm actually very excited about about this Unity SDK. Yeah, it's super cool that you have all this support for developers and kind of um, diving a little bit more into the technical aspect of things. You know, state management in games is, is a really complex issue, especially for a kind of a decentralized gaming environment. So stuff like player positions, in-game assets, scores, other, you know, um, stuff in general. So, I, I mean, like, how does Algorand kind of handle this problem of maintaining state within like a decentralized gaming environment? Um, do you guys have some specific architecture that helps um, with managing um um, the, the state of the gaming environment or um, can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. That's actually a great question. Um, I think honestly, um, this is like, uh, is an application choice uh, in the sense that like, it's up to the game to like decide how, you know, what to put on a blockchain, um, you know, say like you, you, you know, the, you, you upgrade your character, there's a leaderboard that changes. Uh, um, it's, it's up to the game to put it on chain. Um, the one thing I want to say uh, is like, uh, uh, unlike uh, many other chains, pretty much the majority of other chains uh, um, where NFTs are like smart contracts, uh, um, on Algorand, they're actually, actually assets uh, at the first layer, um, which makes it more, you know, way easier to transact. Uh, we also have atomic sauce at the first layer and it's, it makes it like uh, uh, way easier and way, way cheaper, um, especially as, you know, you're, again, you're building a game. Um, and you want to have like a bunch of non-fungible assets in the game. Uh, but again, like going to like to tackle precisely your question, it really depends on like the choices um, that, that a game developer wants to make. And I would argue actually that like, it's not necessarily a good idea to put like an entire game on chain. Um, it really depends on like, what, what are you trying to achieve? Are you trying to like reward your users? Are you trying to like give ownership to your users, uh, like real ownership? Um, are you, you know, you want to try to like reward them for, or like maybe enable some, some governance stuff around like decision making on like maybe the story of the game, um, or, you know, the features that, you know, the core team should release. Um, so it really depends like what you're trying to achieve. I think like the whole, like, oh, fully on-chain games narrative is like, sure. But like you actually need it. Some things are like just better to be run, like not on a blockchain overall i guess uh that's actually a very nice segue because i i get there are multiple parties on uh or multiple differing sides on exactly how web3 gaming should work some campaign for hey look we just want wearables that we own and that we can transfer between gaming ecosystems and there are others that say we don't like how uh like games are played on centralized servers they should be completely on decentralized ledger tech uh, where where do you stand on that uh, spectrum, and what do you believe are the biggest things that Web three and decentralized technology brings to games? Ah, that's the <laughs> that's a, like multi 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 billion dollar question <laughs> that like uh, the in, the industry I guess is trying to figure out. Um, let me give you my perspective. I guess uh, um, I think like uh, um, you know I touched upon like AAA games. Uh, um, I think like the you know there's a bunch of teams that are like building again like fully on chain AAA games. Uh, uh, sure, great. Um, it is not the first step uh, uh, in bridging the gap between the two industries. Um, I, I think the first step is again, like uh, as I said, like my re reward, like direct rewards to users, uh, micropayments. I think like we have a great use case uh, 
um, in casual games um, because the learning curve is way shorter uh, in terms of like how we onboard users. Um, I think we're not there yet on a lot of uh, user experiences um, native to crypto, just say like, you know, wallets overall um and like you know fees and like there's there's a bunch of nuances where like uh, we still need to like uh, um, do a lot of work uh, to make the whole experience seamless um i can tell you like you know we've we, we've we've been talking and we're, we're talking to you know some of the largest produce like publishers uh, in the industry and like yeah. Um, and they, they know it's there, <laughs> they know it's there. Uh, they're, they're just like watching and, and seeing like, how can they really roll this out? Um, I think the true, again, like the, the, the real use case here is around like real ownership. Um, and that's like, you know, there, there's nuances there as well. Cause like, you know, a lot of NFTs actually, you know, in the industry, um, the, what, what is actually stored on chain is like a pointer to like some metadata off chain. Right. So it's like not even there um but so that's also like you know there, there's nuances of it. it's like you know it's like oh we're putting something on chain okay but like what are you putting um so you know if we start with the assumption that all of these things are done properly um then i think uh, um you know as like like us in-game assets uh, uh, the represent value, value meaning people spending time uh, on leveling up characters, in acquiring new skills, uh, in acquiring new skins. Um, I think all of that stuff is very powerful. Um, there's still a lot of, you know, big, big gap to bridge with in terms of education with like the traditional gamers, uh, because all they um, is crypto equals FTX. Um, so that's what it is at the moment. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a long path for us. Uh, but I think we can crack it if, like, uh, um, either we introduce crypto in a very uh, delicate way and almost, like, as people will not realize it. Um, and that can be done, in my opinion, again, through um, casual games. Um, or um, we have a, a super big title and a crazy game, like a, like a fun game, an actually fun game um, that rolls out some some crypto features um i think that's that's when uh, and how we cracked it up oh i i couldn't agree more and I, I think the entire web3 space has this very large branding issue um behind it especially like you mentioned you know people just correlate ftx and blockchains blockchain equals scam that's kind of just the thought process that they have within their heads so yeah i mean the entire web3 space does have a lot to offer but there is still a pretty big branding issue for kind of the general public, which leads to a very high um, ceiling for adoption. Um, yeah, it's a I'm big actually... problem, man. Like when 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 we were working with Unity to roll out this SDK, they are you know they actually took took some time to reflect. <laughs> uh, it was like a couple of months uh, um, amid the FTX situation, um, and then of course you know they're they're very smart people and uh, they acknowledge the, the whole benefit of the industry and whatnot. But like these things are like they just make our lives harder. Um, so we, you know, there's, there's definitely a lot of housekeeping we got to do as an industry and sorry if I cut you off. No, no, you're good. That's, um, that, that's awesome. Now I actually want to pull us a little bit further back to a conversation we had just like a couple minutes ago. And you had actually talked about developers making the choice to put some stuff on chain, keep other things off chain. And you also kind of mentioned like ownership and stuff. Um, now, I mean, it's a pretty common consensus that, you know, people want to own sort of their in-game assets, and that's a pretty common thing to put on chain. But are there other things that you think would benefit from being on chain within a gaming environment? 
Um, yeah, I mean, you could theoretically put like, you know, um, parts, parts of the game on chain in the sense that like they become uh, um, transparent and open and everybody can see what's going on. Um, so the devs, you know, just don't release an update that like, you know, takes out of, of the whole game, uh, like certain assets, I guess. Um, like there, there, you know, there's some people that like preach for like, uh, entire games run on a blockchain in, in, in the sense of sort of like the graphics, uh, um, and rendering and all of that stuff. But, um, I, I don't know, maybe sure. Um, I don't see like a direct, uh, benefit like a huge benefit uh, uh for it uh, it's, it might not be a bad idea but also like um you can you can do that on like uh, a centralized database i guess and like uh, just norm normal you know web to stuff so i i really don't know if that's that's the key um we let's i think we, we gotta take like you know small yet important steps and like just nail down you know one thing one use case um that really like you know, makes us make us make the leap, and then we can start like uh, playing around with other stuff. Um, but we are not there yet. So again, like that's that's why like we we, we have to like go. Um, you know, we we have to be very well organized overall as an industry. Um, I feel there's still a lot of like uh, hype and fun, and like let's let's you know throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. I think uh, um, we we just need to be more more focused on what what really matters. Yeah, totally agree. And I, I think sort of central um, having that sort of focus on ensuring there's one direct, really reasonable use case is something we really need to um, kind of nail down first. Yeah, and onboard users. <laughs> that's uh, um, that's priority number one as an industry. Um, and uh, and overall, yeah, come to an agreement. Also, like, what what are the value added that we're we're bringing overall to the world? Because <laughs> um, like, you know, this I, I'm going on a tangent, uh, um, but you know, just overall seeing what's going on politically here in the United States, uh, um, you know, we I, like at consensus. Uh, uh, one of the representatives that were there, I'm, I'm not recalling the name, honestly, uh, but she said that, like, you know, I, I, she's an advocate to the industry, uh, but she said, like, uh, you know, I, I, I can be your advocate. Uh, I'm more than happy to be your advocate. Um, you just let me know um, what, what your use cases are here, what, what you know, benefit you're, you're bringing to the world, um, and then I can make a case for you. Um, so the outside world has not figured out that out yet. Um, I would argue that maybe we haven't figured it out yet either, uh, but we have to put our ducks in a row and then like, just, you know, make, make sure that like we, 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 we can achieve something. <laughs> and so, um, and I, I think, and I, one of the things that we need to achieve is definitely traction beyond speculation. And when I say that, it means like, you know, having actual users using like decentralized applications uh, that include games as well. Uh, the numbers are not really nice now. <laughs> Uh, you know, there's uh, the, the average uh, users uh, um, in, in using decentralized applications last year were, was around like 2 million on average. Um, and that was, like, you know, think of the, the hype, I mean, between 2021 and 2022, I guess. But um, that's nothing like 2 million users is literally nothing. Um, so we, we gotta, we gotta take that, that extra step. Um, and then, you know, and then we can try to like expand and like be more creative uh, and try try out new things, but we still have to like validate what we're doing here. Um, so 
Yeah, I mean, there again. Uh, this I, I don't want this conversation to turn into uh, Web three reputation. I feel like we've uh, beat that horse um, enough. Be, I don't know if that's the saying, but anyway. Uh, I agree. When as you speak, but as you speak with them, AAA games, they don't have to be too concerned about. Oh, my players aren't owning their assets. Like Epic Games isn't thinking about the fact that when people play around a Fortnite, that the wood that they collect isn't collected to their wallet. But uh, what do you think is the value add that they see from this technology? Uh, like that's worth you know maybe staking the reputation on stuff that might not or like risky assets like crypto oh and just generally reputational risk but what do you think is the value add for these triple a companies when they look at blockchains and so on um i say honestly the the honest answer to that is like uh, um on from their pure like you know selfish perspective not much why because these people are pre-money like they already run a very 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 profitable business model um so why would they change to something riskier um and like way more uncertain well the answer to that is uh, um their user base uh, makes a big push and and asks uh, uh, for certain features to be implemented in their favorite games um so i that's you know how and, and i think like you know they they, they get it uh, and they understand it uh, and there's a track record of like you know multiple you know quote-unquote scandals of like publishers doing things that like you know their user base didn't like again discontinuing maybe certain uh, certain weapons that people spend like you know hundreds of hours leveling up uh, pushing out like you know centralized stuff right um but as for now for purely from like a business perspective uh, um, the, the, the switch is not there for yet for them yet. Um, so, um, again, like I, I, I think a lot of, of it goes through, through educating people around the benefit, um, of this. Um, and of course, education goes also through like products, right? So like you try out, you know, new, new products, new games, uh, you like them. Um, you see, there's not much difference, uh, on that, but the, the difference here is very idealistic. The, the like, like have the you know ownership of, of their assets i guess is like sure it's great like honestly the average person doesn't really care about it um it would embrace it if it was given to him or her uh, in a very easy way but again we we had we're not there yet in terms of like delivering up, up, like, an, an authentic and like amazing uh, user experience so um that's that's how i see it so you've kind of spoken a little bit about, you know, this sort of gap in de- delivering this authentic, you know, user experience and stuff. So if someone were to be considering, like, let's say, you know, a, a publisher or a company is considering, hey, we're going to break into Web3 gaming space, you know, what should they kind of look out for? What are some things that, you know, you see Web3 games doing right? What are some pitfalls you see these Web3 games have that kind of just becomes their demise? What should really just entrance breaking into the Web3 gaming space consider? <laughs> Um, I think like, uh, we're, we're, I think as an industry, we're, we're certainly doing some things right. Um, you know, it's, uh, just working overall, like some is getting involved, uh, uh, trying out new things. Uh, um, but it's a lot, again, there's a lot of house, like, for example, on my side, um, I, I, I just don't, don't see the value of like building a game on, on Ethereum. Right. Uh, and yeah, there's a lot of like gaming studios that are doing so. Um, and I personally think they're going to get burned. 
Um, and I think this might set us backward. Um, then you can argue, you know, you, you can use layer tools, but even there, like, it's not, you know, it, some of these layer tools are, like, still not very efficient <laughs> overall. Like, I don't know if you guys use them, but, like, we're still talking about, like, you know, a few bucks to, like, uh, um, swap. I was actually using Starkware before, and, like, I just swapped some ETH for USDC, and it cost me, like, 280 uh, I think $2.80 is like, okay, it's not like 40 bucks like on ETH, but like it's still a bunch of money. So um, it, I, I guess it's also our, our our job as like, you know, as Algorand and like, you know, it's, it, there's not just Algorand. Like I acknowledge there's like, uh, um, you know, several other like very good solid projects uh, out there. But uh, on my side, uh, um, I'm definitely an advocate for like uh, um, more performing layer ones uh, rather than like, uh, um, you know, the like Ethereum and then layer twos on Ethereum. Um, I think, you know, the, the, the bunch of layer ones out there that are serious and they're actually doing some, some work there, you know, they came out late. Um, so they, they missed some, some years of like core, you know, development, uh, both on like the, the core protocol, um, the, the infrastructure level, uh, uh, you know, validators and whatnot. Uh, but I think, we, you know, we, we've, we can get there. Um, so it's, it's on our side. And I guess the ball is in our court on that side uh, to convince, you know, publishers and big names uh, um, that like that is the way if they if they really want to embrace crypto. Um, I'm, I'm a firm believer of that. Um, then let's see. Let's see, maybe these layer twos are, are going to actually work, but um, I'm I'm pretty skeptical. So what exactly are they doing right? Like what, what makes them so successful? Um, the layer twos, you mean? Sorry, no. The the Web three games that are currently like succeeding, they're at the very top. Um, like, what are what are they doing right? How are they successful? Um, I mean, I would I would argue. In, uh, wait, you you mean the Web two games or the current Web three games that are successful? The current Web three games that are successful. So yeah, I would argue we're we're not there yet. <laughs> Into like I I I would just you know. Like, if you can point me to, like, a really successful web game, then, like, like I'd be happy. Um, and when I say successful, I mean in, ter- in like, Web2 terms. Um, I mean in, like, in dozens of millions of players, hundreds, if not, of millions of players, um, hundreds of millions of, like, real value being transferred and not just, like, just drop 95% over, like, a week. Um, so I think we, we've not seen we've, we've not seen like the full success yet. Um, I think there's still a long way to go, uh, and mainly also because like in, you know to make a game and to build a game it takes a long time. Um, so you know it's like especially like midcore, uh, hardcore like you know double A triple A games like it takes years and a lot of money. Um, so I think we'll we'll start seeing like real success. Uh, Maybe in the next year or so, some of the games will roll out. I was on Algorand. There's, there's, uh, um, there's are launching, and I'm very excited about them. Um, but there's, there's still a long way. Like I don't, I don't think we're there yet. To be honest. Um, so they're successful. Some of them they're successful in crypto terms, but not definitely not in like Web two terms. We definitely do have a long way to go with. Uh improving um, efficiency and improving in general the quality of Web3 games. But one thing that crypto NFTs and in general, uh, uh, the, the space has done extremely well is building communities. Um, how do you see 
our our way of community building, which is through token incentivization, which is through governance and DAOs and all of that. How do you see that impacting the game economy, if at all? Oh, I think that's that's one of the things that we definitely need. <laughs> Um, I think uh, the way the way we build communities, the way we engage communities, uh, it's unparalleled. Um, I would I would argue though um, we're going we're, we're you know going I guess it's a wrong term but like um, the gaming the as well the gaming industry as well is you know very strong communities. Um, so but that that is I think it's a it's a plus and a benefit because there's a lot of like overlaps and similarities. Um, and, and actually, a lot of you know, crypto people are actually hardcore gamers as well. Um, so it's, uh, um, the, I, I think we're, we're, we're there. So um, that's, that's something like the gaming industry. I think definitely sees, uh, and it's something that we can leverage. But again, it has to be like organic and healthy community building, not like you know, we're pumping a token and the community, quote unquote, uh, is people engaging just because they hold a token or an nft right uh there has to be like the human um but um i think it's it's great man like i can you know I, there's a, this exam like this 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 team building building a game on our ground they're actually being you know gaming forever uh together for like 12 years and they first met in real life at nft and we see um i think it's very powerful um, and it show, you know, and I, I like they were gaming for 12 years and never met in person and you know, built a very strong bond. But then through Creek, they actually met in person. So I think that's, that's, you know, that's validation right there. Um, so yeah, I think that's a strength we can leverage. Um, on the governance side, uh, there's a whole different, you know, broader uh, argument to be made, I guess, especially if we're talking about like on-chain governance and like what people are actually governing. Uh, but I think the, the the key here is engagement, um, and I think we're you know we're second to, no, to to nobody in terms of like engagement within within the crypto community. Yeah, I, I think it's really intriguing that you mentioned that you know these guys have been game for twelve years and they just recently you know a few years ago first saw each other. Um, I I think in Web three community is incredibly strong, very similar to the gaming community. I actually literally respond to null penguin as my second name now and a lot of friends <laughs> as well respond to their gamer tags yeah it's um so it's very much an extension of your identity um so yeah um that's that's super cool and you said they're they're building a game on algorand or fractal monsters um battle battle monster game uh, um it's like kind of like tamagotchi experience as well because like you can you can you know um you evolve and maintain and breed uh, your your monster um, and it's pretty cool. I definitely recommend to to check it out. And just overall, if you uh, if you guys are interested in just keeping up uh, um, with everything that is going on in in the gaming ecosystem, uh, um, I recommend you you join uh, the Cooldown uh, group. Uh, they have a very very cool um, newsletter that goes out every week. And uh, just like you know, hop in their Discord. That's again like going back to like engagement and community. Uh, the community is awesome. Um, so any question you might have, or just like for, for updates, and if you want to try some of the games on high ground, uh, that's uh, that's a great source of truth, I would say. Uh, yeah, uh, that's awesome. Uh, for you. Also, 
just like as a bit of a question that we initially wanted to start off with, but we didn't get a chance to. But outside of Web3 Gaming, which has apparently consumed <laughs> our lives right now, or just Web3 in general, what has been your favorite game uh, growing up? One that maybe you'd like to see with decentralized technology and NFTs and all the fun stuff? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um well, I played a lot of Kingdom Hearts growing up. I don't know if any, any of you guys played it. Um, but honestly, as just like mainly for, for just the, the storytelling and the narratives, I wouldn't say that one um, is the one necessarily on chain. Um, I definitely would say FIFA because like that's probably the game I played the most in my life. Um, and especially, you know, anytime like I talk to somebody that doesn't really know much about crypto and then like, you know, when I bring up the, the whole gaming side of things um the example i make is always like the um the ultimate team um like the, the fifa ultimate team you know it's like uh, uh, i mean you're collecting these players and you know this month and then fifa drops the new game <laughs> and you gotta start all over again um so that's the transition of value i think it's uh it's you know the, the example I, will, I always make so definitely Seeing FIFA there it would be great. And actually, as with Algern, uh, we we work with FIFA uh, more on the memorabilia side of things. Uh, there's uh, the whole uh, FIFA Plus experience. Uh, um, so pretty much I can be a top shot, but uh, for- go check out. Uh, they, they just released some, some new um so to make the the whole experience more more entertaining and interactive so uh hopefully we can crack that now that would definitely be a dream for me oh that's awesome i actually grew up playing soccer for like 14 years and it definitely is um, there you go or football sorry i was gonna say you called it soccer and i don't, I don't know <laughs> i'm an ignorant american my bad <laughs> no, no. <laughs> all, all my all my friends were uh football fans and they kind of uh bullied me into if i ever said soccer they kind of just booted me from the group chat so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there you go there you go well actually but in, in the u.s football is growing a lot so i'm I'm actually very happy to see that so um yeah overall uh, and fifa also like i played with people here as well and like it's it's a pretty you know fairly popular game i mean in europe is it's just like what everybody plays um but you know i seeing here that like people are like just picking it up more i think it's it's great to see yeah new york red bulls don't do that bad I went for a game and I thought it was pretty funny. But there you uh, go. They're actually pretty good. Yeah. Nice. Um, <laughs> awesome. Well, I think that's kind of all we have at the moment here. Um, just want to say thank you so much for hopping on the Twitter space. And I think um, Alexis from Blockchain Restoration Foundation has something to say. Yes. Thank you so much, PG, um, Akil, and Danish for the talk. Uh, I just have a quick a quick question for PG. Do you have any resources for students uh, or things they should check out if they want to get more involved in Web2 gaming? Um, yeah, great, great question. Um, so there's a, there's a couple of like, I guess, like, you know, collectives or like organizations uh, uh, that you definitely want to check out. One is uh, it's called BGA, the Blockchain Gaming Alliance. Uh, we're, we're partnered with them. 
uh, they do awesome work. Uh, you know, they work with like a lot of different you know projects in the in the industry, um, different protocols as well. Um, so definitely great, you know, great way to to keep up with what's going on overall um, in in the web free gaming space, I guess. Um, but also like a great you know uh, first step, um, and they're you know very. Um, very outgoing people, just like very, very open. So just like uh, ping them, uh, reach out, uh, um, they help you out. Um, and then I guess like uh, um, if you if you see a project that you like, uh, just get involved. Uh, um, again, like start from the community side of things. That's that's definitely always the the, the first step. Um, get get involved, open their discourse, see what's what they're doing. Uh, uh, and there's a lot of like, you know, alphas and betas uh, out there right now. So just like, you know, try out some some new cool games, uh, give feedback. Um, that's uh, that's great. Um, and also, like I would say, like at the at the student club level, um, also this can maybe a kind of like a, a recommendation uh, um, for, for you guys. It's like uh, there's uh, work with like uh, gaming student clubs. There's a lot of them uh, and they're actually very strong clubs. Um, so you, that, that could be like a great, uh, um, another great step. And you can also be the one that like, uh, bridge gap between the, the two industries. Right. Um, so, you know, so if you're part of your blockchain club, um, go check out some of the, uh, of the gaming clubs events. Um, I think that's a, that's another great, great way to, to get involved. And I guess oh, to Akil yeah. and Anish, like organize more, more events with, with them as well. Yeah, definitely. That's on our agenda for next semester. Actually, I see, I, I saw Anna Lee here from Herdow and uh, she does a lot. She's going to, she's, she does a lot for gaming. Actually, we, we've been um, speaking for, for gaming events next semester. So definitely, definitely. Yes. Oh, 100%. And same here, like with UCI basically being one of the best collegiate esports teams. I mean, it's inevitable. We've had a few meetups kind of around that um, entire, you know, gaming web three kind of um, intersegment, but definitely down the pipeline for a lot more next next academic school year. Right on, right on. I bet NYU could take KQ and Asia. Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Web3 gaming tournament, let's get it on. (laughs) Dark Dark Forest Royale, it'll be UCI Dow versus NYU Dow. I see it. (laughs) No, I love it. We have a bunch of sweaty League of Legends battling Overwatch players, man. We'll, we'll sweep the floor with you any day. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much, Fiji. Really appreciate speaking with you. And My pleasure, guys. Anytime. Um, and, you know, come in for, for any other events that you guys are planning. Uh, always, always happy to help. Uh, um, definitely, you know, reach out to Alexis for, you know, any, any, any help. And thanks, Alexis, for, for hosting this um and yeah and enjoy the rest of the day and uh yeah and try out some some cool algorithm games